Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you so much for being here today. This is episode number 48. I had so much fun chatting with Jack. It was such a pleasure having him on. This is a little bit of a longer episode, so I'm going to get right into it. I hope you enjoy. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. I have a very special guest. He is a public author. And everyone, please welcome to the show, Jack. Thank you so very much for having me on the show. It's great to be with you. My very first podcast. Very, very first podcast. I know. I'm (laughs) I'm so happy that I'm the first podcast you've ever been on. And I think it's also super funny to mention me and Jack actually met at a bar restaurant and me and Tyler were going out for dinner and, you know, we met him and we literally just talked for hours. It was such a fun night. It was such, it was such a good night. And I just left there like, I got to have him on the podcast and here you are. It was such a pleasure because you know what what really happened when 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 the first, when you two both walked in through the door. I actually thought that your boyfriend Tyler was my supervisor off in the distance. I mean, complete with the bald head oh, yeah. and a beard on his face. He looked yep. he looks exactly like my supervisor from work. But the only difference is that once he got up closer, I was thinking, thank God, because he's so much taller than my supervisor. So I thought, oh, okay, this is not my supervisor okay this 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 kind of a conversation could actually go somewhere this is gonna be good I can live with this I, I like this this is that's like a- so funny that was a good night had my all too I think that that was a that was a fun night that was a that was, was a good we had we a great time. sometime <laughs> I mean you never know who you're gonna meet like at a bar like it can be so entertaining and I had we were talking for so long and we were talking about your book and all this stuff. So I want to know like what got you into writing and you know, how, how you kind of created your books. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a wacko of a story for sure. No pun intended because my writing little fiasco began all the way back in 1999. I was five years old and I picked up a science fiction book and I was just absolutely enthralled by it. And I thought to myself, I wonder what kind of a mindset it was that went into writing this. So I started researching, uh, looking into what it took to be an author. And I would go back to my little home computer, write these uh, bizarre stories of, of, of murder mysteries here and and maybe uh, aliens that are coming down from outer space and you know, visiting them, what have you. But then I thought that's just too boring. So it wasn't until uh, 2018 that I, that I had such a horrible, and I do mean an absolutely horrific experience with the higher academics um, at, at my home, uh, in my hometown of, of my, my university, that my, my dear alma mater, as they say, and I, what I wanted to do was write a book, um, go public with the story that, of what had happened to me. But I said to myself, you know, no one's going to really believe these traumatic events like that, that I experienced. So I journal, which was, I don't know, about 15, 15, 20 pages. And I said, because no one would believe this story, I might as well just put it into a story book and go ahead and sell it. So that's exactly what I did. And it's all about a, a, a but, but, but it's based on real life experiences that I had. So in, mm-hmm. in the cases of writing stories, 
um, I'm not actually writing some kind of a hypothetical thesis on something. The closest I ever came was to writing conspiracy theories. But for the mm -hmm. most part, it is my life. Because if you look at some of the greatest directors of all time, like Francis Ford Coppola, for, for example, you know, they're, they're telling a story about essentially their livelihood uh, through their films. Well, I'm doing, I, I, I do believe that I'm doing the exact same thing for writing these stories. Mm. Now, the, the so the first one, you know, we have this uh, nymphomaniac who goes on a complete uh, 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 rampant uh, 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 promiscuous sex life, let's put it that way, and contracts a very uh, uh, vicious disease um, of STDs that's associated with something called necrophilia. And uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, that is a condition where you engage in intercourse with people who are deceased. And of course, as you would imagine, there's all kinds of bacteria and there's viruses that go on and what have you. And so she contracts the disease and ultimately gives birth to zombies. Now, that is a 75% true story. The false, the fake part is that in real life, the nymphomaniac from, from my home university never actually gave birth to zombies, but I thought that that would be a great spin, you know, just for mm -hmm. flair purposes. But the rest of it is for the most part real, except for the names and characters. But I love writing, right. I, I, I love it. I, I, absolutely, I absolutely love it. And that was the first one. The second one, I got seven books in the fire actually. So seven more. I mean, so do you, do you like to write your books? Um like physically write or do you like to type them? Uh, I love to do both. I love oh. to do both because on loose leaf paper, you can sketch out a number of different characters and you're essentially putting your characters through a chess set. So on the one hand, you can say, we'll have them go over here, but so you can kind of flesh it all out. The ideas for the scenes and whatnot, they will, they will come to you in this mosaic formation let's put it that way and then of course with the typing process that's where you can go back in uh between those gaps and bridge those gaps about how to take what you have written on the paper and then get it onto an actual printed document and that can be a very very challenging part because sometimes you do get lost in the story you get confused you don't know where they're supposed to go anymore and that's why i just use the good old-fashioned notepads and whatnot and say hey i got a how-to manual to write the book my secret weapon you always write the last chapter first doesn't matter what the story is, write the last chapter first. That way you know exactly how the book is going to end. And then you can go back into the beginning and you can dress it up however you, your heart desires. It doesn't matter which way you go. But that's my, that's my little claim to fame. <laughs> oh, wow. So if anyone out there is wanting to write a book, what advice would you give them? Oh, yes. Well, first and foremost, um, always know what it is that you're looking to type that's a mm. willing to write let's let's that that's usually the best place to start um some people say you know you need a theme you need a genre you need stories lines character development no 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 just know in your mind what it is that you uh want to write and then of course if you're really interested um you go you can go back and do research and uh read history but here is the mm. most important element that you want to incorporate with all of your writing if you want to convey a message to your target audience, you know, that there's some kind of a point you're trying to get across, target the emotions, target the emotional aspect. So, for example, in my very first one, it's young adults content. I mean, good Lord, the first chapter talks about this, this, this nymphomaniac named Lexi Hollister, who goes off on a tirade of flooding up 
social media with these very provocative photographs of herself, you know, very sexually suggestive and whatnot, because she's living to manipulate men, you know, and, and then watch male competitors fight to the death, you know, over this one, you know, just for the sake of attention and whatnot. And a lot of that is based on, you know, is, is, is based on realism, because I was going through Facebook and I said to myself, oh my goodness gracious, I know this person, this person is so-and-so's daughter. And then you start scrolling through her photographs and whatnot, profile pictures, and you think to yourself, okay, this person could probably be modeling for Victoria's Secret. Well, <laughs> good Lord, did I take that to the next level and say, I'm going to make this thing my own and share a little bit of light and so forth. Oh, my goodness gracious, the critics. That's another thing. No, they they hate me. <laughs> they hated it. You're over the top. You're a big rambling conspiracy theorist. It's too much of a hothead. You know, the, the, so always be prepared to deal with critics. That's, that, that, that's, that's advice. Yeah, for critics sure. will, uh, th th they're everywhere. I, I got some really bad reviews <laughs> for my first oh, one. That's, but, interesting. But that's, okay. that's okay. Hey, that's I'm all right. <laughs> you know, you got to take, take it for, take the punches, right? You got to just take the negative, take the positive and just keep rolling, right? That's exactly correct. Because if you don't, well, you're going to get burnt out and eaten alive by these people that will continuously hound you for right. years to come. They will still still come back to you. They'll say, they'll say, hey, I found a sentence in chapter such and such that contradicts this over there. And oh, tell, tell me, sir, how do you explain this that occurred and, you know, where this person's going, where that person's going? So they overanalyze it. And eventually, right. I actually knew who that critic was in in mm. uh, to, to begin with i i i i've i had known him for about maybe two or three years before the book was actually published and mm. i looked right at him and i said you know what josh i think at the end of the day you can probably assume to yourself that i have a book published and you don't <laughs> oh he was yeah. so mad he was so mad it's true though it's like you know, but it put him in his place, I'll tell you that. Right. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, because let's, let's be real here. Like, I feel like yeah. when someone's jealous of you in any capacity, they will try to like belittle you or make you feel small or criticize whatever you're doing. And to be honest with you, it's like, you know what? Well, let me do what I enjoy doing. I'm passionate about this. I love doing it. So you do your thing and let me do mine, right? Absolutely. You hit the nail right on the head. That is the, that, that's the most spot on accurate statement I think I've heard all month long. <laughs> uh, and, and, well, actually, well, wait, today's March 6th, I think. So let's say the last two months to make up for February here. Um, but yes, absolutely. You know, jealousy, there's this old, there's this old thing called being green with envy. Well, good Lord, did it come out in that particular character's mindset. And, uh, and, and this is a true story, actually, a, a couple of years ago, actually, um, right after the book was released about maybe five, four months later, mm -hmm. to my pleasant surprise, I see on Google that there's another edition of my published works that were on that were available from Dorrance Publishing mm -hmm. and it had my book's title and then it said but not the book so I'm thinking to myself what is going on here so I clicked on it mm -hmm. and I'm reading through it now they had most of the same characters 
names. They had the same kind of idea and whatnot, but it was only about maybe four or five paragraphs long. So I'm reading through this and then I go all the way. And by the way, they, they butchered it. They had, they clearly didn't read the book from start to finish right. um, because if they did, then they would at least do a much better job at trying uh, some kind of a half-ass parody. Let's, let's put it that way. So right. I, so I read the very bottom and there, and, and, it, and these comments are coming in. They're all that wonderful and not written by some backwards conservative which is what they called me directly well that was a really big giveaway because then i really knew who it was that had written that spit off there so i so i take the i copy the url link and i sent it to my publisher i sent it to michael as his name i said mike what in the world is going on with all of this i mean doesn't this seem like right. a little bit of plagiarism to you so he goes well so you're probably just being over the top dramatic i said are you getting me the url link it's, it's right here in the email so he goes all right i'll tell look at this like, oh my goodness gracious we got some plagiarism going on it's like yeah thank it's like can you help me out here please <laughs> or did they did they figure it out did they they did. They, they had to go in and they had to actually shut down the uh, that that particular website because oh, okay. again it was, it was it was a total copycat. And oh. I but but that just goes to show you how low some of these people will go when they are yeah. ultra envious of whatever it is that you're doing. So right. I said to myself, well, this is absolutely ridiculous. I mm -hmm. mean, if they, if they truly hate what I wrote that much. I mean, the, the least they could do is come to my, tell it to my face instead of yeah. having to be a right. bunch of cowards and say, oh, we're just going to head, you know, from anonymous emails or whatever. Right. It's like, for God's sakes, it's, you, you have the title. It's, Sounds like too, someone had too much time on their hands too. Like, get over it. Ding, ding. <laughs> like, come on, you know. And this is exactly the reason why I love your podcast, Janae, because Thank you tell it like it is, absolutely. But but you're right, they they sure did. They had more than enough time in their hands. Right. And, but you know what I find I ironically, they didn't have enough time to go in and read the whole damn thing from start right. to finish. That's why the spinoff was a complete failure. I was so upset with those people. I That's think I, I think I know who did. In fact, I'm 99% confident I know who did it, but I can't say anything because- Right, you know, right. Jealousy you know, is a, a very ugly trait. It really it, is. Yes, I, I, I don't understand why people have to, to you know, belittle others rather than trying to make right. something of themselves. Mm -hmm. If they've got that much energy to go ahead and harass and manipulate and tarnish their personal reputation, if they had that much energy to send that kind of negativity, why can't they use that for that energy and convert it to something that's more positive? Positive. You know, I was just lifting spirit. That yeah. would be a heck of a lot better, I, I think, for the entire world. I, know I agree. Much, so. I totally agree. They yeah. could probably be great published authors, but <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. Um, all right, so switching gears here a little bit, of we're course. going to talk about some of your dating history. Um, so let's oh, just start boy. out by uh, sharing a little bit of your dating history, um, maybe some relationships you were in. Um, take it away. Well, <laughs> well, what you're asking is a very, very convoluted question um, because it has a very convoluted answer. Mm. Um, I'd like to get for the record once and for all that I've actually, to this present day of March 6, 2022, precisely 12.25 p.m. in the afternoon, I have only dated 
once, one time and one time only in my entire life. Okay. And I didn't actually, this began back in 2017 when I actually got my very first kiss at age 23. Now, I don't actually remember my first kiss because what happened was when I met Melissa for the very first time, and she was drop dead gorgeous, by the way, that the no question of no questions asked. I mean, she was a, a, a sight for sore eyes, complete knockout. Well, what happened was um, we were actually babysitting, pardon the expression, babysitting this uh, mutual friend of ours who was so unconditionally plastered at a college party Mm. that I actually said to Melissa, we should probably take him back to my household, which was in just about 20 miles away from the campus itself. So that way he doesn't get yelled at by security and then kicked off. Well, right, right. I was fully on board with that. We were having a great time and talking anyway. So we bring this poor guy. He was about as drunk as could be. And I mean, he was three sheets to the wind. Well, anyways, we brought him back to my place. Um, I forgot that I had taken my medication, my sleeping pill that night. And so I was starting to feel a little groggy. And I had one beer, one beer and one beer only. And mm-hmm. that was enough to knock me out cold and Melissa had been drinking quite a bit that night as well now Mm -hmm. this is where the story gets very very interesting there was another girl now I don't know if I should mention her name or not because if she's listening to this podcast she'd probably kill me but her name was Noelle just for the record her name was Noelle anyways she comes over to my household because my parents were taking a vacation down in Myrtle Beach. So I had the whole house to myself and I was pretty happy about that. It was a Friday night. So in, I'm sorry, no, it was, it was Saturday. Excuse me. It was Saturday. And this was in the month of April. So next April, take 22 minus 17, that many years, that's how long those happened. But in any event, back to the story. So Noel comes in. Now I was supposed to, according to legend, Noel and me, we were supposed to, we were supposed to be dating. We were supposed to do all that, that romantic stuff, you know, that, that most daters would do. Mm-hmm. Well, those plans never came to fruition because what happened was now this is the part I don't remember because I was passed out cold on the floor but Melissa remembers it like it was yesterday Mm -hmm. when I passed out cold on the floor she actually planted one right on me my that was my very first kiss and I was unconditionally plastered I was drunk I remember I had one beer and one sleeping medication and that was up knocking over so she puts one right on my lips Noelle walked in on the bedroom and actually caught Melissa kissing me when I was passed out cold and because of the fact that Noelle and I had known each other since 2000 15, no, I want to be careful with the words. I think it was 2016, 2016. So this was an entire year. And mm. we were just barely getting ready to, to say that we'd like to start dating each other. Right. She packed up her bags, marched straight down the stairwell, out the front door she went, called me and left me a really horrible, petty voicemail on the, on, oh, no. on the machine. And then Melissa goes, the now I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was, right, I was asleep. 
passed out cold. And then the next day, <laughs> I went to a, a concert recital and Melissa and, and, and our friend who was also drunk, he was there. Now I'm sitting in the middle during the audience and they're just looking at each other like so. Uh, do we tell them what happened last night? Do we not tell them what happened last night? And I said, will you guys just tell me what's going on? Oh, God. And then this guy, he goes, uh, Melissa kind of gave you your first kiss at age 23. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Like, I don't even I know. Like, my first kiss, and I don't even remember it. I mean, I waited 23 years. I mean, I wasn't glad I didn't get it. My first kiss, I'm age 23, but whatever. And, right. and I don't even remember it. So that was when. <laughs> and she goes, Well, you want to do it again? I said, What I ever. And I was so inexperienced. I had oh. no idea what I was doing. I had no idea. That was the beginning of wow. my relationship with Melissa. It was a said as and Noel, as far as she was concerned, well, let's just say that was Romeo and Juliet all, all over again. Right, right. It was it it would it, it would have never worked out. It, you connected it, it, more with Melissa, it sounds like. I did, but there was more of a chemistry between mm. Noel and myself. It was more of an electric charge. Yep. Let's put it that way. It was almost as if chemicals bonding. So you take some vinegar and some baking soda, you throw them together, whoosh, just like <laughs> Fair so enough. this is this is gonna be fun. Well in any event. Uh poor Noel. I I I I feel bad for her. I really I really do because she's made some choices ever since then that I don't particularly agree with, but that's okay. That's you know, th those are those are her choices. But Melissa was, um, and, and, and me, we, we had the strangest relationship of all time. And it was surprising because the rest of the campus thought that I was, that Noelle and me were in a relationship. And then of course, mm -hmm. when Melissa entered the picture, uh, she was a Tyrannosaurus Rex as, in, in, a, in, in a China shop, you know, saying, nope, this guy, all mine. I'm saying, okay, well, <laughs> let's see where this goes. And we never once, not even once, this is probably gonna answer your next question. I'm jumping the ball game here, but in any event, we never once had ourselves a pregnancy scare. Wow. <laughs> we hey. wanted to, but we but well, we but we did. We never we never once had a pregnancy scare. I mean it yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's a good thing. I'm so, I guess. I'm so, I'm so unpolished. I apologize. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm down memory lane alley. So, this was 2017. This right, was it was quite way before time. COVID was ever heard of. For crying out loud, but right now, <laughs> did, did how long did you guys date for? So we were on and off for three years in total. Um, this this was well, actually, I'm sorry. Um, it was actually two years. Um, we were on and off for, for, for two years in total. We yeah. would, we never actually say, for example, on Facebook, we never actually openly published or released to the public that, that, that we were, that we were in an intimate relationship because it was bizarre. Um, some people assume that we were friends with benefits. Well, that's mm -hmm. not exactly true because I'm still in possession of the V card. Um, yeah. but <laughs> so go virgins, I suppose. But in any event, that doesn't mean that we didn't have our fair share of fun makeout moments. Yeah. Now I'm not so sure how explicit I'm allowed to be on this. Oh, podcast. you can be as, as explicit as you want. Oh, outstanding. She was a very, very aggressive kisser. Okay. Uh -huh. I've only kissed one girl in my entire life, and that was her. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but she had, she she had some. She, her lips were like a vacuum cleaner. Okay, they were. <laughs> she was. They were. They had a lot of power behind, behind those guesses. And sometimes, you know, she'd get the teeth involved, and it would kind of bite on the lower lip and whatnot. And um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it was. It it was. Uh, there was a bit of uh, pain involved, but I guess you could say it was in a rather good way. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, so I sound a little masochistic in that regard, but. But yeah. good Lord, could she, she had a real pair of, of smackers on, on that face of hers. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, and there were there were sometimes it, it felt like I couldn't even breathe. So I, I had to raise the head up to catch a breath of fresh air because the lungs were just under the attack from a freaking blowtorch or a flamethrower for crying out loud. So so anyway, so so she comes back in and 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 and, and it was such a spellbinding moment it was like um you have to think of 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 the dementors from azkaban prison in the wizarding world okay it was like that kind of a kiss so it's like suck your soul right out of your body so it was nothing shy of transcendent now remember i was so i i still am an experience when it comes to these so-called makeout sessions Mm -hmm. but one thing i can personally guarantee you those makeout sessions that we had, they lasted for anywhere from three to four hours. Wow. We would start making out at, say, nine, ten o'clock at night, and we wouldn't be getting back home until about maybe 12 o'clock in the morning. We had just wow. spent, we, we made out like it was nobody's business. Wow. She was an excellent kisser. And it was, it was, it was, it was, it was just like living in a wet dream, you know, one that's really yeah. hard to wake up from, you know, what, you know what I'm saying? And what a body she has. Good Lord. She had quite the body. Yeah, because so, she's... Sorry, keep going. No, 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 you're fine. You're right ahead. I, I, I could dominate the whole conversation. Don't, don't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask, like, so it seems like obviously you have your V card. Did she also have her V card? Or did she have as, with as a matter of fact, at the time that she and I got somewhat romantic, somewhat intimate, she did. Now she had been dating some of these other gentlemen from mm-hmm. from, from, from from the university. Uh, so gotcha. first she was, I think she was with Garrett at first, and then she had a clash with Michaela and that that just that 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 died altogether and then she was with um another another gentleman i forget i forget what his name is um and then her roommate was a lesbian um and 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 her roommate did not like me at all we disagreed philosophically just about everything but that's but that's okay but she still did have her v card Okay. Later on in the year of 2018, when I went for my certification as an emergency medical technician, uh, she decides that she is going to get herself a new lover um, named uh, Gabriel. And that's when, she, and I believe that's when she lost her V card. But okay. I still haven't told you the, the, the best part yet about what was leading to the backup. There's an old saying of you never want to make a lady angry. Don't do it. So for all you guys out there listening, if you make a woman angry, it is a big 
that mistake. Uh Noelle was still in the backdrop, in the background the entire time. So what she decided to do was she went to another person and started making up with him. And then then that had a gigantic fallout. And then there was a time when I said to Melissa, I don't think I really want to be in a romantic relationship. So I had to end things. She went to that guy that Noelle was with and made out with him for about three or four hours to make me jealous. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't remember if whether or not it worked because at that point I was so confused. But in any right. event, I'd like to think that she didn't lose her V card with that guy because that guy was a legitimately terrible person. In my humblest opinion, in my humblest opinion, I mean, we, oh man, you know, you, you, you put, you know, he would be walking down the hallway down over here. I'd be in a class member there and, you know, we just give each other like this, this death glare, you know, like, like yeah. a pair of lions, you know, just ready to stare each other down and say, <laughs> who's going to make the first move here, you know, because right, right. Um, yeah, I'll finish it, but in any event, so. Uh, but Noelle was always, you know, and then going about starting slander, you know, they're, 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 they're effing each other at night, which of course never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but she did lose her virginity. I be- I believe she lost hers with Gavin. That was in 2019, uh, excuse me, 2018 when I was, um, and so after I became an EMD, then we got back together briefly. Then we took a break mm-hmm. from each other. Then we got back together. Then we took a break her parents for crying out loud couldn't figure out if whether or not we were in a relationship then her older sister sends me a tax message and says are you dating for real this time and i said i don't know because i'm so confused about what's going on see this this is what you get this is this is what happens when you don't date in high school this is this this is what i guess you know experience yeah exactly you know you have no experience you don't know what it feels like you don't and and worst of all you have absolutely no idea what you're missing out on that i can guarantee you for absolute certainty so right. getting get getting things going rather late in the game, I mm. guess so. I guess so. But that's that's I guess that's so. I I don't know. I I, I don't I don't I don't have much experience. Do you have any? You must have more experience than I do. I would imagine. You know, personally, <laughs> good oh, yeah. lord. I got, I got a lot of dating experience, sex. Oh, like, I'm so all, jealous. All of the things. So with Melissa. Did you guys like, were you intimate in different ways, just not sex? Yeah, indeed. Um, we, we had, I guess you would call it, I guess you would call it outer course. It's not, that makes ex- sense. not exactly intercourse, but I guess you would call it, that, that's the best way I can describe it. So was there yeah. foreplay? Absolutely there was. Gotcha. Um, but you just never took I, it to to the next level exactly we there was a point when we wanted to we Mm. we we we, we really did we we wanted to um we thought i thought i could make things work at that particular moment i couldn't nope i just i for whatever reason um, I, I, and I, and I knew for a fact that she was shaking like a leaf in the wind. I probably was too, but I don't remember because I was so concentrated on whatever it was I was trying to accomplish at that point. Yeah. Um, and we, we were, we, we were just, we were, and we, we were this close, gotcha. I kid you not, towards being able to say, we can go 
all the way. Right. But I just, we just, we had this, we, there was this brief moment, but I'm sure it felt like an eternity. <laughs> it, it, right. it, it felt like an eternity where we, where we made this laser eye uh, connections and mm -hmm. said, can't do it just yeah. for whatever the, for whatever the reason, just, just can't do it. And I was so sad. I was very, and for a while there, I thought I was gay. <laughs> I have been mistaken for a homosexual so many times now. I'm, I'm actually used to it. Just the other day when I was, I was at the 99 with, with my parents of all people. And um, the waitress actually asked me in front of my parents, are you gay, sir? So no way. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which is just, just blurt oh it right God. out there in front of God and everyone. And of course, people at the other table, they're looking in very, very intently listening, you know, like this, you know. I mean, you know how prying eyes and prying ears are and how the eavesdropping right. works. And then they're, they're listening very, very intensely. And I said, well, the truth of the matter is that you're, and she thought at that point, I was going to, I was going to say, yes, that's, that, that's what she thought. But mm -hmm. in any event, I said to her, you're not the first person to assume that. And I can personally guarantee you that you won't be the last. Even Melissa for a while there thought <laughs> I was first. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm very fond of naked ladies. I love going okay. to strip clubs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> strip clubs are so much fun. They, <laughs> they dance. I mean, with, with it, the, they can shake the paint off the walls, you know, a couple Literally. of them. And some of them, they're just like howler monkeys. They can go up and down those poles like at lightning speed. And then it's like, where's where where are the vines and the trapezes and, and you know flying trapeze circus and the whole nine yards? But that that's fun. I mean, now this one dancer in particular, very similar to listening, you know, she got a double standing ovation from wow. me. I'm standing up, something else is standing up. So double standing <laughs> ovation. Yeah. So <laughs> guess what? I've actually never been to a strip club. That's one thing I have not done. Oh my goodness gracious, Shanae. You have no idea what you're missing out on. They are so much fun. They are an I feel absolute like, blast. I feel like I would go with my girlfriends. I would not go with Tyler. See, that would be weird. <laughs> when I've told them that, I was like, I never want to go with you. I would feel so uncomfortable. Like I would rather just go with like my girlfriends if I were ever to go. That would Very be Very interesting. Favorite. Because yeah. when, well, uh, well, I'll tell you, you're, you're, you're probably doing yourself a favor in that regard, because when Melissa and I went to a strip club in Albany, she had not one, but two of the dancers begged her on bended knees to come in for, I kid you not, an audition. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's and they wild. were brother with, oh yeah, they were brother with lollipops and candy canes and a Tootsie Roll. You oh know, it, it was, it was so it was comical, but, it, but, uh, but, you know, ship clubs, they're, they're perfect, absolutely perfect for bachelors like, like, like myself, because mm. Melissa and I are no longer, we, we haven't, we haven't spoken since September of last year, gotcha. um, true story. But um, it was, 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 was kind of sad, but that's okay. But in any event, uh, no, ship clubs, they, they are very, very fun. <laughs> because wow. you get to go and you yeah. you lose yourself in an erotic sense i suppose yeah. and some of these dancers oh my goodness <laughs> gracious they must hey. do a lot of exercise or something because the dances are acrobatic i was gonna say some of them are good but then i've heard also some of them are not 
not good dancers or those are the ones that you have to watch out for um some dancers come across as all that and oh woe is me life is all that and miserable you don't really need that kind of negativity in your life so you just kind of you you have to you know what i'm saying brush it off to the side you have to brush it off to the side but the ones that are real go-getters that 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 are there because they want to be there because they're having fun and whatnot i mean go to town and by the way if you go to the one in bedford new hampshire Sarah's is, is, is her name. I, yeah, <laughs> that one. Oh my goodness! Like, hey, you, got, you got all my money, girl. <laughs> I know it. That's it's, it's you know you you sometimes you wish that you had more one dollar bills, George Washington, yeah. sitting in your wallet to be able to to be able to flush them out like this. Yep. But 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 they're fun and by the way yes they are real up there Mm. those are real okay i mean as an emt i've seen enough (laughs) stuff in the back of a rescue squad to know what the fakes look like and even and in the cases of cpr on the back of a rescue squad i even know what the, the fakes feel like when you're doing the chest compressions like this not even making this up that is a true story and some of them will let you touch and feel no it's true it's there's one down in massachusetts it's called the golden banana they they're they're triple x down there they they go all or nothing i mean well most of them do sage not so much she was more of a shy self-aware kind of person but mm. she was brand new to the gig that's just what she told me so when she didn't go the full nine yards of triple x i said well i guess i'm not very surprised but eventually rumors came along to say that it grew on her so i said okay that's hey. fun. <laughs> yeah well, i mean good, good thing I know the real names. <laughs> right <laughs> that would uh, not be good <laughs> so would you say that your virginity is like something difficult to talk about or like are you kind of open with anyone you date like how does the converse or do you just kind of like I guess how do you approach talking about that like if you were to go on a date or you know start seeing someone that is an excellent excellent question and the most honest answer that I could give you is I'm not so sure if I do know how to answer that correctly, because mm. I don't even know if there's a right or wrong way to answer that question. There probably isn't, but no, here's no. what I would say. Being a virgin is, for me anyways, it's a blessing and a curse at the exact same time. Now, don't get me wrong, being a diehard bachelor in general, being in no relationship, does have its fair share amount of benefits. For example, if you want to go to the poker rooms or or the casinos and play blackjack without waiting, without someone waiting for you at home, then by all means, go ahead and have your way. If you want to work four jobs, you can work five if you want to, which I used to do before I whittled it back down to three. Um, But in any event, um, it, you know, it, it, it is difficult to talk about being a virgin for me at the end of the day, because every single one of my colleagues in, in the professional uh, realm talk about how they either have a kid um, mm-hmm. of their own biologically, or they're openly talking about their sex life. Gotcha. And they'll be talking for, I kid you not, 45 minutes, sometimes closer to a full hour during the lunch break. 
And I just so happen to be this uh, silent wallflower that's sitting in the back skirts, thinking to myself, the best that I can do to, to be able to relate to what they're talking about is um, are these deep makeout sessions that I had with Melissa. But right, that's right. but in their world, that that's not even close to what they're talking about on a much higher level. I mean, uh, they'll be talking about sadomasochism. They'll be talking about um, uh, about using uh, some ladies will talk about using vibrators and and, and other right. you know formations of pleasure and whatnot, oral sex, and uh, which of course I suppose I could do because I have a long tongue, <laughs> a very <laughs> long tongue, like like Gene Simmons. So would I like to try oral sex someday? For sure I would. When's the yeah. right time to do that? I have no idea because I haven't met the right person yet, I guess. But in any event, sometimes, now, now this is a really big crusher for me, okay? This this is what I, I've given up trying to understand it because I don't think that it's possible for me to understand. The bar that we met at that night, mm -hmm. for example, was a very high class bar for sure. Right. But there are so many other bars that are much lower quality, I suppose yep. you could say, than the ones that than the one that we were at. Yeah. And these guys come in through the doors with these flaming hot, extremely good looking silicone dolls. Let's put it that way. And they're dressed up very provocatively. Now, yep. the guys, on the other hand, that come walking in looked like an unmade bed. They <laughs> have these flat brimmed hats that are that are pointing off in the different direction. They're wearing sweatpants that are two sizes too large. They haven't brushed their teeth in at least five days. They have <laughs> no idea how to shave because they don't even they've yep. never seen a razor. But the worst part of it is I don't even think some of these guys know what a shower looks like because the smell is absolutely repugnant. Oh, but God. nonetheless, nonetheless, you'll they have see a girl. They, they they do. They absolutely do. Not just Annie's, but some that look like silicone dolls. Uh those right. um those those uh what what are they called? There, um, or she's always wearing pink, and her boyfriend's name is Ken. Oh, Barbie. Barbie. Uh, thank you. Yes, yes. That, <laughs> thank you. And I had like a, I, yes, indeed. I have my apologies. I had a brain block oh, there for a moment. Okay. No Be worries. all that as it may. So I'm looking at these guys, and by the way, their hands are all over them back there, you know, mm -hmm. up here, you know, around the, the whole nine yards. And these girls are head over heels for these guys. So then I go in a, in, in the, into a restroom, look at myself in the mirror and say, what the hell am I doing wrong? Am I overdressed? Well, let's see, I wear a tie as often as I can. Maybe I can cut down the tie. Nah, I don't want to do that because that's no, not be yourself. Me. Be yourself. Why the hell would I want to step down to a different level and, and, right. and try to be something that I'm not, you know? I no, always be you. Right? That's my advice is always be you, be true to yourself and, and the I right person you. will come along. Seriously. <laughs> I, I love you unconditionally, Janae. I, I oh, really do. I so mean, that's, that's one of the sweetest things I think I've heard someone say to me all day. No, really. It's it's true. Be you. Like, never never stop being you. Be true to yourself. Like, because that's what someone will yeah. be, will love you for is just like, hey, he's himself. He's unapol unapologetically himself. And, and you're unique in your own way. And that's, that's a good thing, you know? And I think one day someone will come in your life and it will all make sense and be like, you know what, this is my person. Like, you know, th I, that's, that's well, exactly what I think. I can't thank you enough for those kind words. And I, and, and for, and for that reassurance, because yeah. the truth is 
when I did, when I was working as an emergency medical technician during the height of the pandemic, um, that was where I met my best friend and colleague of all time. And her name was Heidi. And she was everything that I had ever pictured a perfect lover to be. We uh -huh. never fought. We couldn't wait to go to work and work with each other. We were always on the same page. We had excellent dialect. We had wonderful, wonderful conversations. We enjoyed each other's company. We would do whatever we could on our free time to spend time with each other. Then we would try to just go for, for drinks after work just because, you know, mm -hmm. it was it was an absolute perfect chemistry. We were actually called the Batman and Batgirl of that rescue squad's facility that, we, that both of us worked at. It was absolutely wonderful, except there was a gigantic problem. What was She's, that? She's in a seven-year relationship with this guy who does not like me at all. He can't stand me. I don't want to get into too many details about what I think about him because it's not particularly nice, even though I've got a few thoughts. So I'm not going to, I, you know, I just, I, I would like to, don't get me wrong, but those are that was that was another case of Romeo and Juliet. You know, you just like it was it was essentially a match made in heaven. Every time we hugged, you could feel the energy just pulsing yes. for the body. Yeah, you no. know what I, I'm saying? You could it's energy is and it is real energy. Oh, yes, it's very powerful. Absolutely. It's 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 very powerful. But I was so sad that the two of us we we wanted to be in a, in a romantic relationship. But we just, we just couldn't. We, we just, uh, we just couldn't. Because of this, well, again, it kind of relates back to when we first talked about this whole jealousy, green with envy and whatnot. And it's, uh, okay, well, was I trying to steal her away from him? No, absolutely not. I would never, right. I would never try to, no. That's, that, that's, that, that, that's, that's for scumbags, right. <laughs> in my humblest opinion. Right, um, no. Tried, I try to, you know, you try to be gentle about it. And there's, and I, I said to myself at the end of the day, there's only so much that I can do. And yeah, then no. I just had to come to reality, you know, terms and say, we're never going to be, you know, be with each other. Mm. But if I, if, if, but, but I guess that's what I, and that's another problem is I don't know what I'm looking for. You know, I mean, I, mm. I find a person, think they have, a, I always look for brain power first because yep. I'm looking for a partner crime but if i had a girlfriend these days i would spoil her rotten just like just like i did for melissa Aww. i used to give melissa back massages foot massages i used to make her all kinds of drinks bring her breakfast in bed Aww. uh to, go to applebee's at least five times a month um at wow. least i bought her one of those golden roses for christmas i mean i i, I you know it's the small yeah. things you know you, you oh, try totally. to do it is. you know what i'm saying it's but the little things for sure it's the little things that make the world go wrong because those are the, are the sweet tender moments that yeah. and that's something i guess that gets lost in, in romantic relationships especially in modern day world yes Exactly. It's the, the, the word friend somehow seems to be taken out of the equation out of the words boyfriend or girlfriend. Right. I mean, why would you want to spend time with someone that you're not even friends with? I mean, That's good so Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you should be friends before or like in some capacity and then like really grow that relationship. So I totally see what you're saying.
absolutely correct. And and in my humblest opinion, I don't actually believe now my parents would disagree with me on this through and through because of the way that I was brought up and raised Roman Catholic. But mm-hmm. I do not believe that sex has to be waited for until after marriage. I just mm-hmm. I I think that it can happen much sooner mm-hmm. as long as there's good chemistry between the two right. people that are intimately involved. And, uh, and and even and even beyond that, I'm sure that there are plenty of married couples for 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 crying out loud who have friends with benefits and they probably have rotationals or orgies or whatever there's a show i'm watching on netflix right now it's called sex life it's oh a really God. cool show it's really really you know I, this show I watched oh, it. yes with the she's a psychology student or whatever and she's bouncing back and forth saying i want the best of both worlds but yep. she can't but she discovers that she can't have her cake and eat it you know so does she want um uh cooper conley or brad what's his face the the guy from the record studio you probably know more, the character's names more than i do but it's a really fun show to watch it's so good so and you're like dying to spot on and, right. and that's like that's the kind of that's that that's my idea of a fun relationship that's yeah. my idea of having of getting scandalous it right. puts 50 shades of gray to shame for crying i thought that the 50 shades of gray movies i thought the first one was sad especially the second one because look I love sadomasochism. I think it's a work of pure genius. But what those books did with mm-hmm. E.L. James, I think is who it was that, that wrote the story, it puts such a demonizing stigma or label on identifying themselves as dom- dominant or even dominatrix if you're female um, yes. in the realm of, of BDSM. But but when you get to know the real leather communities, it's not nothing could be further from the truth. They're they're no. very open and easy and friendly and warm and fuzzy to get along oh, with. Totally. I wrote a paper on them for my abnormal psychology class. And I'm proud to say that I got an A on the paper. Oh, yeah. Because awesome. it, it was a very stimulating paper for sure. <laughs> and I had a lot of fun writing that. And then I studied nothing but gynecology for anatomy and physiology because I got a little too carried away. But that's a different story. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh, so when you were saying about the, it's not necessarily like religion based while you're a virgin. Do you think you're just like kind of waiting for like the right person, quote unquote? Like Absolutely. you're going to probably know when it's the right time and you're going to be like, okay, this is it. Is that kind of what you think or what is, I guess, what is your thoughts? Absolutely. Um, to be completely honest with you, I'd like to answer that question in two different ways, if I may. Sure. <laughs> now they're going to sound counterintuitive. The first uh, part of the answer, I would say for sure, Um, you know, finding the right person, someone that you can bond with, uh, someone that you can understand, because I'm very misunderstood. I'm a very misunderstood kind of guy. Even as a guitar player, when I used to be in in different rock and roll bands and whatnot, and I played too fast, there was no chemistry with the rest of the band, so Mm. they couldn't keep up with what I was doing. 
so I figured, okay, if I can't even do that, and I'm a really good guitarist, not, not to brag or anything or sound pretentious, but it's true. I mean, I, I can play behind my head. In any event, um, when I said I can't even gel with these guys over here from the band, the drummer, the bassist, whatever, the singer, what goes to the chance do I have of being in bed, you know, with, with, with the, with the so-called wrong person? So that's why I'm waiting for the right person. Absolutely. But make mm -hmm. no mistake. I would love to get adventurous, not at the dangerous level, because there are certain levels that you don't want to go towards. Right. Uh, you know, some would argue prostitution. Well, believe it or not, I actually believe that prostitution should be legalized on the federal level. Absolutely. Abs I absolutely yeah. do believe that. I'd be more than happy to do another podcast with you to explain why all that stuff is and why That'd I believe be interesting. that. Fantastic. But, um, but, I, but again, always within reason, I would love to get adventurous. I yeah. mean, wouldn't it be nice to have some kind of experience on board for when you're ready to be with the real person that you want to spend the rest of your life with to get mm -hmm. just a little bit of practice in i mean yeah. for crying out loud you would in 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 in, in the ufc uh, just hypothetically speaking okay in the ultimate fight club you would never take a novice white belt and put him up against a person or a fighter of say conor mcgregor's level because that right. because that novice would have his head thrown over the side of the of, of the fence there and right. be destroyed, you know? So if let's just say theoretically that you were to meet the right person, okay? But you, but you specifically are in my position. Let, let's, let's just pretend that you're a virgin. Mm -hmm. But the right person that you meet, okay? Let's say that person has all kinds of experiences on board. So she's right. got all this experience about how to be so-called amazing in bed, mm -hmm. but you're coming in no experience on board whatsoever has no idea so you're coming in cold right you're gonna feel i mean if, if you don't feel out of your league beforehand i can almost imagine that you would definitely feel out of out of your league when it when when push comes to shove okay when it comes to do the real pelvic thrust right not, and and I hate to, I mean, I hate to say it, I really do, but it's true. It's absolutely true. If you don't have much experience on board, your stamina is probably going to be minuscule. So right. you're probably going to, it's going to be over in about three pelvic thrusts or less. I mean, right. no, that's I you see what I you see what I mean? So would I love to get some experience in before meeting the right person? Absolutely, I would. But hmm. I'm so far behind in the dating realm in terms of being a hardcore bachelor slash virgin that I don't even know where to begin. And hmm. some people say, oh, you can try Bumble, you can try Tinder, you can try Hinge, you can try all these different things. No, nope, nope. I I just I <laughs> I 
to an extent. You know what I mean? Too, yeah. much, too, much of, too much of a novice. But that's the best way I can answer your question. I would love to get adventurous, but only within only within reason. And yeah. hey, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to say let's test the waters, you know, for this area over here and and to be creative. I mean, sex should be fun, I think. So oh, for let's sure. Product. You know what I'm saying? Now you probably would know all about that, all the do's and all the don'ts. Oh, yeah. I certainly don't. I don't have a clue because you can watch all the pornography you want. On, I was just going to say online. that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh you, you read my mind like a book. <laughs> I did. Yes, yes, you did. No pun intended. You can get ideas from porn and you can get like, I don't know, positions and stuff like that. But like a lot of porn is so like fake and like it's not ethical there's a lot of websites now that have ethical porn um which which means like they're paid properly and like they actually want to have sex with the person not just like oh well you know this is the next guy like it's 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 ethical and i think that's also important when watching porn is just like making sure you're you know you're contributing to people that actually want to be there and not just like oh well this is just another person so i think oh, for sure i think porn can be healthy in certain situations. I think overwatching it can actually desensitize your sex experience. And like, if you're constantly watching it, like if you have like a porn addiction, I guess you could say like, it can become unhealthy because you're kind of thinking that that's what it should be when it's not. Like porn can be very misconstruing in my opinion. Um, I think it's-, very it's much so. What was that? Very, very much so. Yeah. It, and like- It can lead on this false illusion. Right, exactly. Like, oh, you know, the girl. There's no sounds, and like, th there's just so much that's not in porn that should be, in my opinion. Right. Um, but nonetheless, I feel like it can be a helpful tool. You can get, you know, different ideas. But I think reading, I've never done this, but reading erotica, I've heard, is also a very um inspiring mm -hmm. situation um i've heard a lot of good things about reading you know it stories does get the hormones raging you know take yeah. it from me a guy who wrote and published a whole book you know, so have you ever read any erotica. have you ever oh, read any absolutely i used okay. to i used to sneak nora roberts books out of my mother's bedroom when i was much younger to oh, say i'm gonna try to read this and then i think to myself wait a minute mother is actually reading what i gotta go back in and reread this and then she cut i can hear her you know coming up the steps so i throw the book as far as i can under the bed she, she goes what are you doing in my bedroom uh -huh. oh, i think i was just looking for a pair of socks uh-huh with the nora roberts book you know that, that's so open on page 200 or whatever she goes mm -hmm. a likely story <laughs> <laughs> but you're right um the, the idea of pornography just just watching it in general um there's a lot that that that, that hollywood in general has done right oh. to dress it up to make it something that it's actually not even mm -hmm. when i used to, when i used to study multimedia and we did photography of these models who had come in and in bathing suits and lingerie because they're putting together a calendar uh my job was to go in after the photography portion was over was to go in and edit out all the blemishes and the freckles mm. a birthmark maybe you know uh to, to the point where they didn't even look like real human beings you know so yes. you're essentially this falsified personification 
of womanhood and and it sends off the wrong kind of message to people who might be suffering from obesity or even anorexia you know i mean sure. these are very real psychological problems and and, oh, and the health sure. problems you know that and and then they see this you know this this image here but they don't even know what they're looking at you know just another another face another woman another this or that well we don't know what the direction is because it can be very, and that's and that's why i got out of media it's just it's it's too mm. It's hard. You know, it's it, it's very hard, and and that and it just it doesn't do the the actual person any favors, you know. Right. I mean, even Melissa was offered the position as a bathing suit model because she's you know she's really tall, you know she's six foot two inches tall, you know wow. ridiculous. So she's a tall drink of water. Uh, <laughs> my friend Emily, she goes, well, you really do like climbing trees, I suppose. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm a tree. Wow. So, oh my goodness yeah. gracious. Do you think you get a lot of judgment when you say that you're a virgin? Just people in general? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And what do you what advice do you give people to not be so judgmental of, of you know someone being a virgin? Oh, that's easy. Try walking a mile in my shoes. And then of course they say, Oh, but we can't. And I say, Why not? And they say, Because we're not virgins. And I say, Oh, is that right? So think about the time that you were a virgin before before your v card got put into the shredder and the best answer that i get from those people is well it's been so long that we don't even we don't even have a recollection and i'll say okay well when did you lose your v card and they'll say well 13 14 years old and i think myself my goodness i was 16 i think that's kind of like you you were 16 yeah. Okay. I, I, average six. I mean, may yeah. I ask you how old you were? If you don't want to answer, I, I totally understand. But but how old were you? If, if you don't mind me asking. I was sixteen when I lost my virginity. Oh, you were six. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, yep. and, and I don't even know what it feels like. I mean, please educate me. <laughs> what is, what does it feel like to lose the V card? I have I no I feel, idea. I feel like for. I guess anyone it's like such an anticipation of like oh when is it gonna happen and and stuff like Mm. that like I was with the guy for two years um and so that was obviously good because I that was my biggest thing is I don't want to lose it to someone and it just be like a one-night stand type of situation so I really wanted it to be like with someone I was going to be with and thankfully that did happen but I think it's such an anticipation of like how is it going to be and you know for women it's like is it going to hurt or you know is it going to feel good like blah 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 I think mm-hmm. a lot of the first time is it's never a, I don't think it's ever great the first time in my opinion I feel like it's usually just you kind of do it it might hurt a little or it might be short but that's but that's kind of to be expected because especially if another person's a virgin, like you're both losing your virginities mm-hmm. to each other I think in those types of situations it probably will be short and it might hurt like I just think that's kind of a common knowledge but I feel like it's such an anticipation and then you kind of just do it and then you're like, okay, well now I, now I've had sex. All right. Well, you know, um, <laughs> I feel like it's a, a weird answer, but I think there's such a highly anticipation of it. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, now I can, now I can do it again, I guess. Like, it's just, then, it's, sure. then it's just like, I mean, now it's like, I, I don't know if I would say second nature, but it's just like, you want to be intimate with the person you're in love with, right? So it's just Absolutely. It happens like, you know, 
whenever you want, I guess you could say. <laughs> what a wonder, what a wonderful, what wonderful points you're raising there. I mean, absolutely, you'd want to be intimate with someone that you truly love and care about because you love and care about them. I mean, it's really right. just that simple. It shouldn't be overthought in any in, in, in any in any regard. But it's just, I, I think, I think that's exactly, I think that that's another great point. It's, it's the anticipation, you know, of, mm -hmm. of waiting for this to happen. See, yeah. I've, I've given up hope. I mean, I've, I've, I've lost hope at this point that me, oh. I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll keep my V card for life if I have to. And I do get made fun of, but, and, and, oh, and well, kind of going back to the, you know, your question there, you know, what advice you have people, you know, who are judgmental against virgins is I think that they're the ones that are a little sad to say that they're, not virgins or they're you know meeting a person for the first time who openly admits i still have a v card and that and then you know you're treated like an alien so you can't really relay and that but and and that's another thing and i i, I sometimes more times than not so not sometimes that's a lie but more times than not, i feel like the biggest outcast you know that there's a thing called ostracizing yeah, you know, when you're ostracized, psychologically speaking, it's more painful than breaking every bone in your body. Now, I don't know if you've ever broken a bone before. I've broken my tibia on a, you have broken a bone. So imagine that, but for all 200 plus bones of your body, okay? It's, it's a little on the painful side. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the thing, you know, you, you, you try to relate to these right. very explicit conversations but when your experience, your background is only this big, you know, I'll, I'll admit, I even feel a little out of my comfort zone just being on this podcast after listening Dang. to some of the conversations. But you know, what a wonderful, what a wonderful place to start and, and to, yeah. to break out of your comfort zone. What a wonderful place. I mean, so thank you so much, you know, for this, for this oh, golden Lord. opportunity. To thank say, you for coming on and sharing your story, because I think you know, if other people are virgins, like they might hear this and, and they'll feel like they can relate to you and, and, and relate to your story and, and the experiences you've been through and, and, you know, the judgment and stuff like that. So I think, you know, sure. it's, it might be a little rare, like, you know, to find someone that is a virgin, but I think, I think it's, it's an okay thing. And like, you're just, like you said, you're waiting for, you know, the special moment, the special person. Um, and I just think, you know, people out there that are listening like don't judge someone if they are a virgin because you know what that's that's their own thing and that's that's like I'm sure it's kind of special to you because it's like you know you're holding off until you find that special person and and I know a lot of people do it for like religious reasons and stuff so you yeah. honestly might find someone out there that is doing it for that reason and you know you never know yeah. if you'll, you'll date one you know you never know Absolutely. I mean, I would love to get back into the in, in, into the dating fiasco. You know, I mean, ever since Melissa and I decided that it that we just weren't right for each other, you know, and just and that's only one person I've ever dated before. So, uh, would it would it be nice to be romantic and lose the V card at the same time? Absolutely. There's and and by the way, as as I mentioned, I would love to get adventurous. You know, even if it's not yes. with even if it's not with the right person I would consider spending the rest of my life with, let's put it right. that way. Yeah. Would it be nice to get adventurous? Absolutely it would. Yeah, I can only fair. imagine yeah. that it would that it would be fun. 
And then sometimes, you know, I, but, but like I said, you know, being being a bachelor, a, a diehard bachelor, it does have its fair share of benefits, but oh, it also sure. has its fair share of negatives. And the most prominent negative experience that a hardcore bachelor such as yours truly can get is extreme loneliness. Oh my goodness gracious. It is so lonely. You know, lonely hours shoving on the road, lonely hours of going to all these different meetings, you know, going there, going to this place, going to that organization and whatnot. And you're just, you're looking for something that there's this empty hole, right? That just cannot be filled. It's a gigantic void. Let's put it that way. And you can't avoid the void. You, you, you just, you can't do it. And it has to be filled with that extra special something, something that money just simply cannot buy. Right. And right. that comes from the romantic side that's been lacking which is i mean we're in the month of march and we just had valentine's day i dread valentine's day oh my god i hate it because i have no game i suck at romance i'm really really bad at it because again i've had no experience so in a lot of ways i still feel like a kid <laughs> you well, know that it, but i think over time you know i would can i give you some advice Please do, by all means, so, advice, suggestions, whatever it is you're willing, absolutely. So my suggestion would be, and when I was, I was single for about three years before I met Tyler. So I was kind of just like in this situation where I was like, I really want someone. I want to find my person, but like, where is he? And like, you know, I think a really good thing is to, you know, if you, if you're willing to be on the dating apps, fine. If you're not, I would say go to places, let your friends know, like make sure that everyone around you knows, Hey, you know, I like, I know, you know, I'm single, but like putting yourself out there and being like, you know, do you have any friends or friends of friends that might be single? And then saying yes to certain situations, meaning if your friend invites you out to, you know, a dinner with, you know, some other people say yes, like putting yourself in situations where you might be able to meet other people. And I think, you know, even when you went out to the bar, um, and met us, like putting yourself in situations where you're around new people. Right. And so you can start talking to someone. And even if it's just like a friendship, like go out with them, then they might know other people that are single. So just really letting the, this sounds weird, but letting the universe know that you're single and you kind of want to find your person, putting it out there and just letting people, you know, help you out a little bit. Like, Oh, you know, I, I just met this friend, but they have a friend that's single and, you know, maybe we could start chatting. Um, just really putting it out into the universe and kind of like manifesting it, I guess you could say, because that really worked for me. Manifesting really worked for me. So that that's that's my advice. What a brilliant idea that is. I mean, there is an old saying that I read, but I forget who wrote it that said the universe is a living, breathing entity. Well, that yes. makes perfect sense to me. So right. if the universe is truly this living, breathing, organic life mm -hmm. form, and it's a oh. gi and it's and as gigantic as it is, if I put it out there, it ought to listen, you know. No, it totally there. will. And just We're putting back. yourself out there sure. and just like, like I was saying, going to bars and saying yes to things, even if it might be out of your comfort zone, like, I don't know, right. maybe, maybe your friends during the summer, like want to go out to, you know, the beach and go to some restaurants and bars and, and just be like, yeah, like, you know what, I am free that day, I'm going to go even though maybe that's not your type of vibe. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I think saying yes to things and just meeting new people like often as you can, even if it's at the grocery store, you know, just, just go and talk to people. Like, <laughs> I mean, I do that all, I used to do that all the time, just like going out and you're looking in the same aisle as someone and just just say something, you know? Talk to them about the food options that are elected, that are available. I've I've met some extremely good looking ladies in a grocery store. See, it's honestly, or Target, that's also a good one. Oh, is that right? (laughs) Yeah, Target, I mean, women love Target. (laughs) Do they really? Yes. (laughs) Interesting statement. It's surprising to hear that, especially coming from a young lady such as yourself. Um, I I, I mean, I used to be in situations where, you know, this one lady in particular, her name was uh, Shenna, what was was her name? It sounds like Jenna, but it's actually spelled an S-H on the front. In any event, she comes walking back and says that she was catcalled by another group at a table. I don't know. Have you ever been catcalled before? And I don't even know what, I don't even know what cat calling is i i don't have a clue like like when you're outside or something and someone's like ooh ooh, or like like they make a sound at you like when you're walking down the road it's like they're it's like they're attracting a dog like a dog come here like oh come here dog it's like they're they're making sounds and like ow ow you know like that oh though that's what cat calling is okay well learn something new today for sure thank you for teaching me now i've got some background here have you ever been cat called before oh, yeah. out of curious you you have been okay and i'm sure it wasn't by choice that would just happen at the spur of the moment you have to be walking by right. um either a table or a group of people or whatever and they make a rather snide remark against you you know just and that's something else that i don't quite fully understand about this whole from uh, getting intimately involved is there surely there must be somewhere along the lines a healthy balance i'm sure between the catcalling that is in the um degrading sense versus something yes. that's in the positive sense so for example think the african-american communities in my experience and this is this is a fact like like absolute this is the truth they do call themselves the n-word uh, to each other on a regular basis but if you or i were to do that to them it's totally racist like google right. so right. am i wrong to assume that there's a there ought to be a fine line, healthy balance between catcalling that's negative and some other version. Am I making any sense no, here? I know that does make sense. I don't, I think it's disrespectful to, if I'm walking down the road and I hear a, ow, ow, like, I'm just like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, it's disrespectful, it's rude. It's like, right. like if you want to, if you want to come talk to me, I, well, obviously I'm in a relationship now, but I wouldn't entertain that. But if I was single, like, and someone finds me attractive or they want to come up to me and start talking to me, just start a conversation. Don't make sounds at me. Like I'm a dog. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. I, I, that, that, that to me, that that's, that's, that's lock and key right there. That makes perfect sense to me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, if you want me to be completely honest with you, I think you are a very attractive lady. I mean, but that's just my, of course, that's just my personal opinion. Um, but I would, I'd like to think that that more human beings than not would have the decency to, 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 to not look at young ladies uh, in, in an, uh, 
from a perspective that makes them feel again like like a like a silicon like in some countries for example yeah. like, like the country of nepal i'm not even making this up women are viewed as objects in in, yeah. in places like nepal north korea and you know very very totalitarian run countries and i just i'm i'm very american so i got i have no tolerance for that whatsoever but be all that as it may you know it's just that it, I, I've, I've never really believed in looking at women as sex toys. I, I think it's degrading. Now, of course, I'm going to get I'm going to get slammed with criticism for saying that because I openly admitted that I go to strip clubs and people ask me all the time. Well, if you really get all that morals, then why do I go to strip? Because there's something different. You know, it's, it's there's yeah. sure there must be a place of, of there must be a differentiation between the two. Can we somewhat balance these out? And but that's what the media does best is they blend truth with lies all the time. And right. then you can't find a, a, a dividing point that says this can be in its category over there and that can be in its category over there. And maybe I'm thinking too much like, like my father, who was a business manager for eons and eons. But that's the way I look at the world. You know, there's, oh, there's a time that. and a place for everything, you know, so there is. I, 100%. You see what I'm getting at? I'm so grateful that you follow my logic on that one, <laughs> that you follow my train of thought. Because, no, I got you. Uh, oh, outstanding, because I get labeled as a conspiracy theorist almost on a daily basis. So it's okay. Well, here we go again. You know, hey. Another hey, uphill you. battle. That's what I keep saying. Just be you. Okay. Well, Are you ready yeah. for a game? Oh, yes. Oh, I, oh, oh my goodness. I, I love games. I love games. I All right, it. let's do it. If I All fail, right. I apologize in advance. If I oh fail. no, you but. can't fail at this. It's just it's really just your preference. So the oh, first right. game is tacos or burgers. Oh, uh, can I put a specification? Does it matter where they came from? The tacos or the burgers, or just matter which where they came? Just in generalized just, sense. Yeah, just generalize. I. Guess I would have to say a burger. Burger. I Love guess it. I'd have. I guess I'd have to say a burger if it's in a generalized sense. If it's yeah. tacos, different. But all right, let's go with let's go with burgers just for now. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> the next one's pizza or pasta. Oh, pizza! Absolutely, pizza. And no, 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 no. I'm sorry, pasta. I'm I'm gonna go with pasta because spaghetti and meatballs. You, you oh. can't put a price on spaghetti and meatballs. Okay, they win. Pizza. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, pizza lovers. But spaghetti and meatballs. I I love spaghetti and meatballs. Love it. <laughs> okay, next one is sweet or savory. Uh, savory. I'll have to go with I'll have to go with savory for the salty gradients there absolutely <laughs> would you rather live in the sea or live in the space oh um well i am a scuba diver so i love being underwater but i've always wanted to go into outer space okay uh, my answer is i'm gonna say option b outer space but you cannot tell my scuba diving instructor okay <laughs> that enough. stays between you me and your listeners hey, <laughs> I, can't, 
I can't say you being the fence post because we're on a public podcast, but the point <laughs> is, is just don't tell my scuba diving instructor or he's going to take my certification away. <laughs> Fair enough. Outer space. Outer space. Outer space. Love it. Oh, next, okay. Next one's, um, would you rather eat a raw potato, the whole thing, or eat a whole lime? Oh, I'm going to say my grandfather was 100% Irish. So therefore, potatoes. Potato. <laughs> potatoes. I, I prefer mashed, but raw potato. All right. Not exactly mashed or steamed or baked or whatever, but we'll take it. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, would you rather only be able to whisper for the rest of your life or only be able to shout for the rest shout. of your life? Shout. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm <laughs> way too much of a loud mouth. Oh my God. That, with, without a debate. Without a debate. I'd rather shout like this. <laughs> I'm way too much of a loud mouth to, to yeah, no, shout. Oh my goodness gracious. I mean, hey, put me in the Marine Corps as a, as a drill star, as a drill instructor, you know? I mean, I'll really shout at you then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one is would you rather go one month without the internet or one month one month without driving like you oh jeez um oh man uh that's a, that that that's that's a tough one because i depend on both for a living if i, I had to flip a coin i would say one month without uh, the internet I'd say one month without the internet. I need to be on the road driving. I love to drive. I it's fun. It's like you know. I mean, I I'll, I'll make a deal with you. I'll trade the internet for a month for a one month lease for a Corvette, okay, okay. or maybe even a Dodge Viper. Uh, and and I don't even know how to drive standard uh, manuals, but I'm sure I could learn anyways, because, hey, that's what Dodge Vipers are. Is they don't come in no automatics. I'll guarantee you that much. But mm -hmm. <laughs> in any event, let's go with one month, no internet in exchange for one month of driving. Absolutely. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Next one is, would you rather design a video game or direct a movie? Oh my goodness gracious, thank you so much for bringing this up. Directing a movie! I used to be in cinematography and I've got over, let's see, 10 or 15 videos of movies that oh. I made on YouTube! Oh, you can that's so cool. Right now, oh my goodness, I love directing movies. When I was at NESCOM and Stafford Technical Center, one of my short videos, it was called A Cry for Help. You can still find the trailer on, on YouTube by uh, AAACE Productions LTD. Uh, that's the, That was me. You can still find it on oh. Cry for Help YouTube trailer. Absolutely. Direct a movie all the way. Oh my goodness. Oh. Without a debate. Without a debate. Direct a movie. Because <laughs> I've done it before for and it's fun yeah, that's cool <laughs> that's super cool um the next one is would you rather have three legs or three arms three arms oh my goodness yeah. because i mean <laughs> then i could then i could play two guitars theoretically at the same time oh, you know true. like that's these true. guys up here could be doing one thing and then like an arm up here could be you know <laughs> plucking the bass strings or something else you know right, like right. my goodness absolutely oh three arms with, with, with hands down no pun intended <laughs> that's a good one um 
The next one is, would you rather live 100 years in the past or 100 years in the future? 100 years in the past. I am way too oh. old-fashioned for the future. Oh. I'm way too oh. old-fashioned. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, I, I love my rustic, traditional 1800s, 1900s, because it was a simpler time back then. Yeah. And there was a lot of soul and a lot of spirit that was, you know, put into these things. And we made these ungodly contributions to math and medicine with Thomas Edison and, yeah. and, and you know, That's taking on after Nikola Tesla was alive back then. Do you have yeah. any idea what I'd give to have a, a cup of coffee with Nikola Tesla? Oh, hundred years in the past without a debate. Wow. Without a debate. That's awesome. <laughs> I like running water though. I know. I know. That's, <laughs> that's the only trade off. hundred years in the future could be really scary. So I think I would actually go hundred years in the past too. Air high five on that one Air for high. sure. <laughs> Would you rather travel to Hawaii or Europe? Oh, Hawaii. It's it, 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 not even a question for me. A, 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 Love it. a nice white beach right outside of Honolulu. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what, maybe even going on a Royal Caribbean cruise to watch the volcanic activity that goes on. But most cool. importantly, take a scuba diving trip. Yeah, oh, <laughs> somewhere right in the heart of I've always wanted to go scuba diving in the remnants of Pearl Harbor. You know, this oh, is crazy. after the Japs attacked us, okay, in the month of November. I would love to go treasure hunting as a scuba diver in, in Hawaii. Oh my goodness, Hawaii. I'll even take you and Tyler for a long for the ride, you know, if you want to go. Good Good Lord. Let's go. Beach. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather a a personal chef or personal housekeeper? Oh my goodness. Personal housekeeper, because I love cooking. I love to cook. Cooking is one of my favorite things to do. Like not to brag or anything, but just to put things in perspective, you, my friend, have not had a turkey dinner for Thanksgiving until I have cooked you a turkey dinner. Oh, okay. And I will go to my grave and, 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 and with that and challenge anyone who dares deny. So, wow. you know, okay. if you want a turkey dinner, oh, a personal housekeeper over uh, over a chef, a, pff, not even a, without a debate. Oh That's my, I love fun. to cook. I love cooking. It. It's too much fun. <laughs> I love it. That's cool. Um, okay, the last one is sunrise or sunset. Oh, <laughs> okay. This is going to be the most challenging question, I think, of them all. Oh, and I can't wait to hear what the results of all of this are. <laughs> I'm going to have to say, mm, uh, let's put it this way. Let's put it, I'll, I'll tell you what. If I were, if, now remember, this is just theoretically, theoretically speaking, nothing for definite, but just theoretically, theoretically, if I were in an intimate relationship, I suspect I'd say sunset because I probably would expect I couldn't get into the bed sheets fast enough. But, but be, having said that, because I am single bachelor, I'm going to say sunrise. 
I'm gonna say sunrise. I mean, for verification purposes, I love tequila sunrises. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's a good answer. They're delicious drinks with a little grenadine at the bottom <laughs> of the glass. You know, they're they they taste so good. I love I love your enthusiasm. It's great. <laughs> well, thank you, darling. I appreciate that. Then more appreciative that you are open to this enthusiasm because more hey. times than not i get people say they say to me you're too much of energy oh. and do much it's like okay you know well, what you tell those people you say well you're really boring <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding when people say i'm too much i'm like well that's your own problem that's not that's not my problem <laughs> you, you should probably be more fun and interesting because I always thought that when I was dating too, am I too much? But then I was like, no, like they, they're just not my person. And that's why I found Tyler and he's a lot and I'm a lot and we're just a lot together and it's fine. You know? Absolutely. I I think the world of of, of you and your boyfriend, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful chemistry. It's actually a lot of fun to watch the two of you together. Uh, (laughs) If you want my honest opinion, you know, just even at the, at at the restaurant, at the, at the bar there, that was a blast of a night. We we should do that again. So we should totally should I'll tell Tyler for sure. We'll have to meet up, and that would be really fun. Oh yes, please do, and, and we'll and we'll and I'll even bring a Scrabble board, and we'll play some blackjack, oh, yeah. and you know Let's some poker it. games. Absolutely, Let's and of course I'll bring my guitar. <laughs> that would be so fun. I love guitars. Well, it was it was so much fun chatting with you today. Thank you for sharing your stories. Nice. I really appreciate you being on today. Absolutely, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. For presenting me this opportunity to, to be able to express to the rest rest of the world a, a, a small fraction of what goes on up here in this mindset. There's a million different things that we haven't covered yet, but it's been an absolute privilege to converse with you <clears throat> and to be able to have this golden moment to be able to say to the rest of the world, hello, us virgins, we're still out here. We still exist. You know, and and no, I'm not going to be a Roman Catholic priest, even though I need all the criteria, but, uh, but I could, if I wanted to, but I'm not Catholic enough for that. Well, I mean, I used to be, but not anymore, but in any event, no, it's been my full and undivided. I could almost cry right now. I'm so ecstatic uh, for your generosity because I've, I've always wanted to be on a podcast too. And I figured, well, you know, my naked mindset is a great place to start. And by the way, I love your theme song, your opening theme song. Don't ask me to sing it because I'm going to, I can't carry a tune in a paper bag, but your theme song is a really nice one. I love that theme song. It it reminds me of the daytime soap opera I used to watch called The Bold and the Beautiful, but I'm looking forward to potentially doing this again sometime. I would love to. Oh, absolutely. It was such a pleasure having Jack on today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and just got to know him better and his story. It was such a fun conversation. Please connect with me at My Naked Mindset on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of the things. I appreciate you listening today and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I love you all. Bye.